0: Log Talks Radio. <laughs> The Madden Voice, Three, two, one, now. I couldn't wait. I couldn't do it. I couldn't wait till tomorrow night to talk Cowboys football. I couldn't do it. I, you know, we, we do the show Tuesday night, and uh, I was like, okay, you know, generally we talk Cowboys, right? Maybe a little too much. Obviously, consider you know there are other teams that people want to hear about, but you know talk a lot of Cowboys football. Couldn't wait till tomorrow night. Today is the day to deal with the loss and then pack it up, move on, and get ready for Tampa Bay—not Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, a team that is very relevant now because of Mr. Brady. So, oh, by the way, it's me, Commissioner T, host of The Madden Voice. We will be on tomorrow night at 9 p.m. back to our normal, normally scheduled time. Today is just me, though, and I'm only going to talk Dallas, and I don't expect this to be a very long show. Got to get a few things off my chest, and then I can move on to getting ready for Tampa Bay. And what does it mean as a fan to get ready? It just means to channel your focus and your support on your team. It means to read everything you can read, watch every video you can, get on the website, see what their preparation are, get a sense of is your team coming to play? Because yesterday Dallas didn't come to play. And unlike a lot of fans, I'm not going to make excuses. We sucked yesterday. That's it. Loyal to the ends of the earth, but I'm real. Now, real doesn't mean you sit there and, and just, you know, shit on your team like some people want to do to prove that they're real. There's one guy on Twitter said, fire Dan Quinn. <laughs> now I looked up his profile. He had one follower. One. It wasn't me, by the way. He had one follower. He said, fire Dan Quinn. You, do you remember two years ago before Dan Quinn joined, the Cowboys had historically bad defense? But this is what I mean when I deal with fans that aren't in the know, I deal with fans that aren't informed, that aren't educated about their team, that are emotional. I even have have family members that are like that. They're emotional because they hate Dallas. They love me. We're family. And I love them back. But they hate the Cowboys. And that's one of the reasons that I love the Cowboys, because they are the most loved team in professional sports, and they are the most... Hated team in professional sports. Why do you think they're going to be on Monday night? They're not sharing the stage with anybody on Saturday or on Sunday. And if the game uh, yesterday had been, you know, where it wasn't so difficult for Dallas to get a number one seed and the win the division, they would have been on last night. But there were too many hurdles, so they did the right thing and put the the, the uh, Packers and uh Lions on, huh? What a game. there! Yeah, talk about that tomorrow night. So I want to, yeah, before I talk a little bit about, about the Cowboys and yesterday's game a little bit, I do, there's a few things I just want to clear up. And I probably already cleared it up online, but I'm a, I'm a much better talker than I am Piper, a, a writer, especially on social media where, you know, you only get a limited amount of space to say what you want. There's no voice. There's, you know, it's just, it's just words, right? But there's one guy that, you know, came on my thread. He's a Facebook friend. Honestly, I have no idea who he is. I have not a clue who he is. I, I was ready to ask him who he was, but I, I just didn't, I didn't get there. But he wanted to bet on the game. And if he's listening, he knows who he is. I'm not going to say his name because it's not that serious. But he wanted to bet on the game. And I said, no, I don't bet on things I can't control. And that's been my style entire, my entire life. Why are you going to bet on a football game? I, got, I, got, I have no say. I have no control. There's nothing I can do to affect that. So I'm going to bet on what they're going to do in Tampa, and I have no impact on that, none. I sit back here and, you know, hold, hold my breath, and, and that's not my style. It's not how I roll. I don't judge people that bet. I got a lot of friends that bet. Hey, I was part of the Madden world. Madden is nothing but betting. The Madden video game, the Madden football video game is nothing but gambling. Okay, And I was a part of that world for several years, so I got no issues with people that bet, but i don 't bet on sports I don't, rarely bet on anything and if I do it's a friendly you know i 'm not betting money it, it might be a friendly you know you, you bet you bet with your girl right hey baby, you know if this happens, you do this for me if that happens, I do that for you right it's friendly it's fun there's no no one loses right i don 't know this guy from a hole in the wall I, I, First of all, if I was going to bet with you, I got to know who you are first. Okay, I got a small circle. And if one of my circle approached me and wanted to put a friendly wager on something just for fun, it might be like an order of wings or something like that. Hey, I'll bet you some wings. I got a cousin, Fifth Letter. He's an Eagles fan. You know, maybe he would want to bet at some point. And I would would entertain that, but we wouldn't. we bet, you know, okay, whoever goes out picks up the round of drinks or, you know, something innocent like that that's fun. Not like hard cash where people get their feelings hurt, and it can get personal, and the people want to fight, you know, and all that. And I ain't, I ain't trying to fight over football. You know, I, I, no, I first of all, I ain't trying to fight because, you know, I'm too old for that mess. Um, but, you know, obviously, if I had to do what I had to do, then I would do what I had to do. But it's not worth it, okay? So anyway, I, I'm, I'm off track a little bit. So I told dude, I'm good. You know, I don't bet on things I can't control. He proceeded to talk about how he's sick of cowboy fans that, you know, talk all that smack but won't put their money where their mouth is. And I said, you know, I don't know why you think I care what you think. Because, again, I don't even know who this dude is. I got 4,900 and something Facebook friends. Okay? A lot of them I know. Some of them I don't. Some of them became Facebook friends because you saw me at a gig. Some became Facebook friends because we have a lot of mutual friends. Some hit me up because of what I do for work. There's a whole variety of reasons. I went to school with a lot of people, and, you know, I, I knew you 40 years ago in school, but I, his name doesn't ring a bell. I got nothing to guess, dude. Doesn't ring a bell. So he, you know, I, I'm tired of people, you know, cowboy fans. He lumps me in with cowboy fans. Look, bro, I, I don't even understand why we're having this conversation. I'm not a typical anything, particularly cowboy or football fan. You know, so let's, let's not go there. Then he put the clown emoji in one of his messages. Like, uh, and I said, okay, now you're getting disrespectful, okay? And, and, you know, obviously you have two choices. You can walk away from a conversation or you can just go in on a dude. Well, I'm, I'm not going to go in anymore. I used to do that all the time. That used to be my thing. You know, I, I, ooh, don't come at me on, on Facebook. On my timeline, you're going to regret it. Then I decided it ain't worth it, especially people I barely know. So I was like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm about done now, okay, because now you're getting disrespectful, so I'm out came back, long message, well, he wasn't trying to be disrespectful, he just, you know, tired of, you know, the same thing, you know, put your money where your mouth is, no, you don't have to prove anything to me, blah, 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 whatever, I could I could pull it up and read it, but it's not that serious, and I finally just said, all right, dude, I, you know, I don't even know why we're still talking, you were disrespectful, you used a clown emoji, I know what that means, you're calling me a clown, I don't play that, okay, um, you didn't like the fact that I didn't want to bet, I'm sorry that, you know, or actually, I'm not sorry, That's your business that you didn't like it. That's how you roll cool. I don't roll that way. I don't owe you an explanation. I don't care what you think. And I mean that. I really, with all the respect in my heart, I don't care what 99% of the world think. There's a small group of people that I care about. Outside of that little group, y'all, I don't really care what y'all think because y'all ain't paying my bills. You're not funding my radio show. You're not, you know, I don't work with you on the job. We're not hanging out at the club. I don't know you. Why would I care? this dude falls into that category. Nothing against dude. Could be a great dude. Good husband, good father, you know, successful. I don't know who he is. I just, it's like spending all that. And even this time ain't worth it, but I figured I got to get shit off my chest. And so this, this is how I get stuff off my chest. So I pretty much just said, all right, well, I'm going to move on now. Okay. He, He ended with good luck and gave me the peace sign or whatever. And, I said, well, you know, I'm going to move on now. And that was it. He hasn't responded. I have nothing else to say. Um, but this is kind of what I deal with a lot of times, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, out in public sometimes, you get in a conversation with people. But Oh, I did say I just look to have intelligent conversations about football with people that can bring reasoning and facts to back their argument. And y'all, y'all who listen to the Madden Voice, y'all know that's what we do here, right? You got an opinion, back it. That's all. And if it's emotional, fine. Then say it's emotional. Hey, I'm a Cowboy fan. I feel this way. I got no reason to feel this way, but this is what I believe because that's my team. Okay, cool. Then ain't nothing really to talk about. You know, said your piece. Let's move on because I can't debate feelings, but I can debate facts. So that was this one, dude. And then I, I've had over the last week a couple of cousins who want to bring up the Dallas drought, and it's like it's like that's where everybody goes. It's so tiring. Y'all ain't run a Super Bowl in 27 years. you you guys are too much hype. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. da, 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 da. i am just wondering why you talk about my team so much, though, because one of my cousins is a, is a Giants fan. It's even going to the playoffs. Why ain't not you talk about your team and your game against Minnesota, which, by the way, I didn't tell him this. I actually think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota because I'm real. <laughs> I don't like the Giants. I don't like Minnesota. But, you know, I think the Giants will beat Minnesota because Minnesota's fake. I've said it all year. I don't believe in Minnesota. But we'll talk about that tomorrow night. But regardless of that, why are we talking about that? Your team going to the playoffs for the first time in six years. Instead, instead, he doesn't post about how happy his team going to playoffs, looking forward to the game against Minnesota, blah, blah, blah. He posts some um, Sorry, cuz, but it was dumb. Thing about the Cowboys, and my other cousin saw it. and said, "Oh, you're wrong for that." Okay, whatever. That cousin used to be a Cowboys fan until he moved to DC. Now he's a, now he's a Washington fan, I guess, because that's where he's been living half his life. So cool. But the point is, why do y'all hate my team more than you love your team? And then why do you always got to revert to that tired statistic of we ain't won Super Bowl in 27 years? Oh, I know why. Cause it's true. You're right. It's true. But as Michael Irvin once said. If we're going to talk history, let's not just talk your history, let's talk complete history. Why do y'all get to pick that time frame to prove your point and to get the rest of football history? Because when I look at football history, Dallas has five Super Bowl rings. The Patriots and the Steelers have six. That's it. So even with a 27-year drought, Dallas is the second most Super Bowls of any team. 49ers, I believe, have five tied with Dallas. If I remember correctly, Dallas has eight appearances, tied for second among any any pro team. So again, twenty-seven year drought, been there eight times, won five. Why don't we talk about that? Why do you just get to pick what you want to focus in on because it supports your narrative, but we can't talk about the entire? Excuse me, the entire history, because the entire history is is a very different. The truth is very different than what a lot of people are trying to say. And here's the other thing that no one seems to want to talk about. In the 27 years that boys have not won a Super Bowl, 18 other teams have also not won a Super Bowl in that same time time. And there's a handful of teams that have never won a Super Bowl. I don't have that stat in front of me. But there's quite a there's there's a good number of teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Heck, Philly just won their first one. Okay, just did it a couple years ago. So, I get it. It's easy to pick on Dallas. It's been 27 years. They're very hyped. You know, they're 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 loved and hated. They're always on TV. Look at this weekend. They're going to be on Monday night prime time, not sharing a stage with anybody. Which means Monday, I'm off is going to be. Uh, review Wild Card Weekend, and talk Dallas against uh, Tampa Bay. at uh, Probably the biggest game of the year, period, because it's Dallas and then it's Tom Brady, the biggest star in football, Tom Brady, against the biggest star in football, the Dallas Cowboys. So, it's, it's, you know, the hype is already going to start up. First take is going to Tampa Bay to do the show, and Stephen A., I'm sure, we will have plenty of, Although, I got to say, his thing today, the, the, the Friday, next Friday thing that he that he mimicked with Michael, it was pretty funny. I give him credit because I couldn't remember the movie. I'm like, I know this scene. I know this scene. And then when they went into the studio, he said what it was. And it was actually pretty funny. So y'all get to see that. I actually got to give credit where credit is. That was actually pretty funny. But that's what's coming, y'all. So hate Dallas, love Dallas. You want to talk football, though, just how about we talk facts? And how about we talk? The entire facts, not just the selective ones that prove your point, not just the selective ones that you can say, um, well, this is why Dallas sucks, because when I look at the last 10 years, Dak Prescott hasn't won, you know, or or has, what is it, one playoff win, I believe, I believe uh, Dak uh, and Dallas beat, uh, I believe he beat um, Seattle at home a few years ago, if I remember correctly. Right. So let's just talk, you know, that statistic. Let's talk all statistics. And guess what? There are going to be times that we talk all statistics and it's not going to be in Dallas's favor. OK, that's 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 going to happen. I, I don't care. But I, I get annoyed with the people that want to pull a piece of history and say, well, here here's what's going on. By the way, I hope I hope this is broadcasting because I'm using my my microphone. Um, my external microphone from my voiceover equipment and last week it wasn't working, but I'm, I'm showing it that the indicator is showing that it's, it's hearing me. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that it's working. I will find out when I get off because I'm going to play back. And if I hear my voice great, if it turns out I've been talking to myself for the last uh, 17 minutes, well, I'm just going to delete it and I'm not coming back to do this again. So, um, so anyway, those, those were the main things I wanted to hit as far as responding to, to the haters. Um, I could literally do a show, and and that's something I may do, um, a show where all I do is go on social media and find comments about haters and respond, but that'll get old quick, but I I may try to do that. So about yesterday's game, look, there's not a lot to say. The team, there was nothing other than the defense getting some stops, and, you know, Micah actually played pretty well, and I think the defense got three sacks yesterday, and, you know, there, there were a few bright spots in the defense, but in time, because the offense didn't do anything. Even the defense got worn out. So um, special teams was terrible. You know, dropped a punt. Um, Anger, who's a Pro Bowl punter, dropped, you know, the, the snap. Uh, Turpin who was a Pro Bowl receiver. You know, dropped. Not only did he drop the punt, but it went right into the other guy's hand. Maybe you think I won a Dax interceptions. And um, Matt Maher, Money Maher, I don't believe, missed, has missed an extra point all year, missed one. So special teams was terrible. Um, Dak was just awful. Dak pressed, by the way, if you're listening and want to call in, 347-838-9525, 8, 8, 5, 5, then press one, and that tells me you want to come on and talk to me. So if you're listening right now and, you know, you're hearing me and you're like, nah, I got I to gotta set this guy straight. Come on with it. I, I don't duck anybody. 347-838-9525. 8, 8, 5, 5. And we'll be back on tomorrow night at 9 p.m. If you can't get on now, come on back tomorrow night. Uh, 9 o'clock. I'll have the whole crew. Uh, K-Star will be returning and um, JB and Dr. Train. And, you know, we've got a lot to talk about uh, tomorrow night. But that was horrendous. And if y'all recall, if any of you, you know, are listening that normally listen Tuesday night, I called him out a few weeks ago and said, you got to pick it up. And he really hasn't. So what does that mean? He threw, you know, he threw almost pick six and then turn around and did the same play. And it was a pick six. I've never seen anything like that in my life ever. Not just from Dak. I, I just, I don't, well, I do have a theory. I'm going to tell you my theory in a minute, but I'm getting worried about Dak because I remember Matt Schaub. Remember Matt Schaub, the old Texans quarterback. And and once the interceptions got into his head, he may still be playing as a backup somewhere. I don't know. He, he was a backup for a number of years after he lost his starting job. But, once the interceptions got into his head, he was done. He could never shake it. I think he had a streak of like six games in a row where he threw a pick six or something. And 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 now this Dak thing is just starting to worry me a little bit. And, and I think – I don't know if it's in his head. I don't know if he's pressing. Well, actually, I do think he's pressing. There were a number of plays that it felt like he was trying to get the whole – 13. It was 13-0 for a while. It was 13-6. It was 20-6, to six, um, or 19-6. to six, I don't really remember. But there were a few plays where it just looked like he was forcing it. He was doing what he said he wasn't going to do. He said, I'm going to take it a play at a time, and if we get down, I understand I can't get it all back in one play. Same problem Tony Romo had. By the time Tony figured it out, Dak was the quarterback. I firmly believe that year that Dak took over and went on the run that if Tony Romo had been the quarterback that year, the Cowboys go to a Super Bowl. I don't remember who won that year, but the Cowboys would have been in the Super Bowl, maybe even won it. Neither here nor there. But Tony Romo had the same problem, and now I see Dak doing it, pressing. I'm not Dan Orlovsky, but I I do respect his quarterback stuff. He was a UConn and NFL quarterback. Yeah, he ran out of bounds, whatever. But I I respect his analysis because he'll show you, here's what I see. And there were things that he showed us this morning on Get Up, and I was like, yep, thought I saw, but I've never played quarterback, so I, can't, I, I can only tell you what I see as a layman. But it just looked like there were options if Dak had just calmed down and did his progressions, and he could have – there were a lot of decisions. Dak was 14 for 37. That's like 40 some percent. I don't know that I've ever seen a game like that from Dak. 14 for 37. There was nothing good about Dak's play yesterday. He did one run up the middle that um, uh, led to—I believe that's the run that led to the touchdown—and it was nice to see that because we've all been saying Dak needs to get, you know, use those legs a bit. I know he had the broken ankle a few years ago, and he might be a little gun shy. But you watch those guys, you watch those quarterbacks that are winning—and that, other than Tom Brady. Um, you know, that mobile threat, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, even the Brock Purdy, the, the, the rookie sensation there, that mobile threat, Jalen Hurts, you know, Tua, although, you know, we'll see what Tua is able to do with the concussions. But that mobile threat keeps the defense off balance. Dak needs to do more of that, period. Designed runs. Heck, the guy, you know, Thurston Howell third there, Sam Howell, he did one against us, designed run and scored a touchdown. So here's this guy, this rookie coming in trying to get a job, He comes in on the vaunted Dallas defense and scores a touchdown. It was just a terrible, terrible game. And anybody who tries to dismiss it as anything other than a crappy game, shame on you. It was terrible. There's no excuses. There's no justification. Dallas did not show up to play. Why? I'm going to give you my theory. And this is not easy for me to say. But I'm going to give you my theory. I am now starting to believe that Dallas is listening to social media, the haters, and – you know, all of that negative stuff now a little too much. And I believe it's getting in their head. I believe Dax heard the noise and it's bothering him now because now he's going out to try to prove something. And I don't remember what it was that made me feel that way, but it was something that was said in one of the interviews that I felt like, wow, that's weird. And I'd have to go back and look. I'd have to go back and watch all the interviews again, which I don't plan to do. But I think that the pressure of being the Dallas Cowboys is getting to Dak. It could be getting to other players, too. But I believe it's getting to Dak Prescott. That star means something in the world. I, I know you haters want to dismiss it. and Okay, y'all, y'all do that. But like I said, who's on Monday night primetime by themselves? Fifth seed against Tom Brady. We know Tom Brady's always going to be primetime. And they put Dallas uh, and that game on. They didn't put any other game on. They put the Cowboy game on Sunday, Sunday, uh, Monday night. And you can look at the highest rated games of the year every year. And Dallas is always in the top five. And there's always two or three games. And if they're not number one, they're, they're, they have more than one game in the top five. You look at jersey sales. You look at value of the franchise. I mean, heck, go, go just watch any of the sports shows and just hold your breath and wait. Um, they'll talk Dallas all the time. Last week, we talked to Mar Hamlin because that was significant. So there was a break from hearing about the Cowboys. But that's the kind of coverage Dallas gets all the time because Dallas brings ratings. I'm starting to think that that's getting to Dak Prescott. I'm starting to think that that pressure of being America's team's quarterback and that pressure, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Last year, they went to the first round. Now, they won week 18 against Philly, which a game that didn't matter to Philly, 51-26. to 26. Dak threw five touchdowns, tied a franchise record. They went in, played San Francisco, and lost. So we'll see if momentum matters or not, because they had it and they still lost. But you remember how they lost last th- uh, Thanksgiving? How they lost uh, last year? It was because Dak had scrambled. Put the ball down instead of handing it to a ref. Not sure if the Cowboys would have still had enough time to spike it, but he made a mistake instead of handing it to a ref so the ref can spot it. He 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 spotted it and thought that the center Biadas could just snap snap it, and and the ref jumped in and like no I have to spot it, and that was just enough time for uh, the clock to run out. And so another failure, another disappointment. Dak and the Cowboys. Co- Falls short again. You remember the game against uh, Green Bay? I played very well. The Cowboys played very well, but they were going up against that guy, and he made that pass to uh, that tight end, and and then uh, Crosby hit a a game-winning field goal. Wasn't Dak's fault, but the Cowboys lost. Right? Remember the opening night game against Tampa Bay two years ago? Played well. Went to Tampa. Tampa just won a Super Bowl. Played great still lost. Remember opening night this year against Tampa Bay? Dallas didn't even show up for that game, although yesterday's game was far worse. Right? There have been times when the spotlight has been there and the Cowboys have not shown up. And Dak has been a part of the reason why. And then when that happens, social media goes crazy. The fans go crazy. The Cowboys fans want a new quarterback. They want new coaches. They want a new owner. They want new everything. The the haters say, I told you, I told you, told you wasn't that good. Y'all need a new quarterback. He's terrible. He's, he's, he's horrible. Demar Hamlin has just been discharged from the hospital and flown back to Buffalo. Just got that breaking news. Good for him. Great news there. Think about that. A week ago the dude was fighting for his life. Now he's on his way home. That's great. Good for him. Um, and I just think it's in his head and he feels it when he's out there. Now, he's not going to admit that, and, and nor should he. He should not come on publicly and say that, Commissioner T, you're right. It is something he could talk to McCarthy and Kellen Moore and, you know, his confidence about. And it is something that I can tell you can be beaten. You know, you, you can. And I, and I hope this week he stays off of social media. He limits his interviews. I hope he remembers the good games he played this week. I mean, this year, the Minnesota game that he played some of the early season games against Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow was coming back from the appendix operation. And, you know, there, there were several games that he played that he played very well in coming back off of his, uh, his his hand injury. So I think this can be defeated. But you've got to just kind of, you know, uh, uh, not care. Because as long as you let people get under your skin, we're going to be sitting here. I'm going to be sitting here in eight days, and I'm going to be complaining about a long off season because the Cowboys lost. Now, I'm the one who called Tom Brady out a couple of weeks ago and said he was, he was not who he used to be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see next Monday night. I still believe I'm right. I still believe the Dallas Cowboys can and will win that game, but it's going to start with Dak. It's going to start with Dak Prescott playing like we know he can play. Does he deserve to be a four-horseman? No. Should he be in the same conversation with Mahomes, uh, Burrow, um, who am I missing? Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, uh, Buffalo's quarterback, Josh Allen. And then, you know, we always talk about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady just because historically they're considered great. So that's five quarterbacks. he deserved to be in that conversation, I can't can't in good conscience say that he does. He's just not playing consistently enough. In the last month, he's not been very good, and yesterday was just atrocious. But there's still time, you know, and, and it starts Monday. It starts Monday night with Dak playing well, and frankly, playing well and losing is not enough, playing well and winning, because Tampa is ripe to be beaten. Okay, like this is not Tampa from two years ago. This isn't even Tampa from last year. Their offensive line is not very good. Brady's a year older. He doesn't want to get hit. And if y'all get that front line going against him and get him off his spot, he's not very mobile. You can make it a long day for him. So there'll be more on that. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But I called it. I said the Cowboys will win. No, I'm not going to bet. But I said the Cowboys will win, and I'm sticking to that. But I'm going to be watching everything this week. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be listening to all the shows, watching as many shows as my schedule will allow. Talking with people that I that I believe that 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 are reasonable and have interesting perspectives. Trying to find out what's going on behind the scenes in Dallas this week. And the good news is, hey, you know, I'm going to assume is if you win, I think. depending on what six and seven do Dallas could end up playing Philly and then that's going to be a short week. So, uh, you know, that's another discussion. We'll we'll, we'll save that. Let's get through this one first, but we just had 10 days off and it didn't do us any good. But I think after that terrible performance, having an extra day to kind of regroup is a good thing. And I think these are grown men. These are professionals. It's a veteran team with some rookies, but there's a lot of veteran leadership on that team. And then you bring in, you know, DeMarcus Ware, Michael Irvin, Uh, Mr. Hall of Fame himself, Darren Woodson, who's nominated. Congratulations. Um, And others that you could bring in, you know, uh, Charles Haley. These are guys that have won Super Bowls. And you talk to them about, okay, you're in the playoffs now. It's time to turn it up. I don't know on that team. I guess Jason Peters won a Super Bowl with with Philly. So I guess he's one that could talk about it. Um, Other than that, Uh, obviously your head coach can talk about it, but, man, I I don't know that that's going to work. I think they need a player. They need someone they can relate to that can really tell them about, look, this is different. You know, some of you have been here a few times, and, you know, God bless you, but there's no guarantee that you'll ever get back to the playoffs. There's no guarantee that you'll ever get another shot at this. You got a shot right now. The guy across the field from you, you know, he's been to 10 Super Bowls. He's been to he's played like 47, 48 playoff games. He's an anomaly. Think he's gonna be ready to play, no matter how bad the team might be. He's gonna be ready to play, and as long as he's ready to play, that you 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 got to be on your A game. Cannot take him lightly. But someone's got to talk to this team about this is this is a new season. And not to just to hear the words, not to just to just you know for the rhetoric just. You know, I'll be honest. I'm a little tired of Dak talking about I know the character of the guys in the locker room. Okay, that's good. When are they going to show it on the field, though? Okay, that character is great. That work ethic is great. But when you go on the field and lay an egg like you did yesterday, I don't want to hear that crap. I just – I don't want to hear it. I want – honestly, I would love – I mean, Dak was a little edgy yesterday because he swore a couple times. But I wouldn't mind someone just going, going off, you know, and just being ripped, I wouldn't mind seeing that because I feel like somebody's got to wake this team up. You guys have all the talent in the world. You have all the leadership in the world. You have everything it takes to make a nice playoff run. Can you get this ball? I don't know. Can you win this I don't know. But can you win next Monday night? Yes, you can. But who's going to step up and wake this team up? Because yesterday y'all were sleepwalking. And who's going to be the driving force that wakes this team up? Is it going to be the head coach? Is it going to be anyone on the coaching staff? Is it going to be Jerry Jones? Probably not. Who is it going to be? I would, I honestly, guys can laugh at me. I wish I could go down to the Star in Frisco or go to Arlington or wherever, wherever, wherever the Cowboys practice. I wish I could go and talk to them about my over 40 years of being a fan and – how we take this us fans that truly love you guys how we live this with you i know i'm not out there playing i know i'm not making the big the the big bucks i know i'm not out there practicing and i get it but the the good fans the faithful loyal fans we live this with our teams we feel this i'm heck it's 3:30 the day after i'm doing a freaking radio show about it so like, this, that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about it. You know how many podcasts, you know how many Instagram pages, you know how many uh, uh, Facebook pages and Twitter accounts that are dedicated to just the Cowboys? Heck, I wanted to do, uh, I thought about branching off, still doing the Madden voice, but branching off and doing a Cowboys podcast. When I saw the number of podcasts, the number of YouTube uh, channels on Dallas, I'm like, why would I do that? It's like I, I'm just gonna blend in. Not that not that I'm not extremely talented, because I think I am. But it's not worth it. It's already being done, over and over and over again. Because we live it, fanatics, fans, fanatics. So I just wish I could, or maybe me and a couple other can go down there, and not in a disrespectful way. We respect what you guys do. We understand. It's because we respect you that maybe one of us needs to come down there and talk to you guys and remind you a little bit about the Dallas Cowboy legacy. Something that I may know about more than a lot of you because some of y'all wasn't even born when I was watching Cowboy games. Most of you are young enough to be my sons. So, you know, when you were, you know, drinking a bottle, I'm watching the Cowboys. So maybe that could be a solution. I don't know, but I know it would be somebody has got to wake this team up before we are sitting here, and I am sitting here next week, and I have the same every year, right? This is what the, the haters say. Yep, just hang tight. You'll be, you'll be one and done, and then, you know, you're going to have eight months of an offseason to think about it and let it marinate and hear all the excuses. And as Stephen, they say, come on and say, we're going to win next year, which I never say, ever. I may have said it back in the Jimmy Johnson day because literally we were winning it the next year, but I, and I don't even know if I said it then. I never, I never crossed that line. I, every year is a whole new journey. You don't know, you know, heck, we got Dan Quinn. People want to interview Dan Quinn. I'm sure Kellen Moore will get some interest. You know, you you got what's going to happen with Zeke. You got, you know, money on the, I, I, heck we'll see. We'll see about next year. But right now, Dallas 2022-2023, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, Monday night, Martin Luther King holiday observed, hey, you know what? And, and honestly, and I don't like to even say this, but I'm going to, you know, that game two years ago opening night against, against Tampa where you lost, and I said that could propel this team. I meant it, and it did. Team went skyrocketed and went straight into the playoffs and then fell short. Well, this game right here can take care of a lot of demons. Tom Brady 7-0 against you. Um, I think Dak is 1-3 or 1-4 in, in the playoffs. You lost to Tampa Bay two times in a row. You had a terrible game yesterday against Washington who played a rookie quarterback, Thurston Howell third or whatever his name is, and, and smoked you. Smoked you like they was your daddy a team that had nothing to play for, and they whooped you up. There's a lot of demons floating around out there. This game right here is a chance for you to right all those wrongs and to really, the pressure will leave because you've done what most people say is not going to happen. Dallas is not going to win a playoff game. Stephen A. Smith, the number one Cowboy hater out there. Shannon Sharp, who's climbing that list. Cowboys will do Cowboy things. He said, I wanted you to play Tampa because I felt that was the best team. Now I'm not so sure. Stephen A. has no belief that the Cowboys will beat Tom Brady. And, and he's going there, and I can tell you Tuesday is going to be a long day next, next week if Dallas loses. But you know what? I'll be here supporting my team if, you, if we lose. I'll take it on the chin if we lose. But you know what? How about we not lose? How about we get ready? Like okay, I, after this, I'm gonna touch on a little bit tomorrow night because my brother needs some time. Got to let him get get it off his chest as well. It's time to move on. Let's get ready. And his team has to move on. And his team has to get ready. And whatever that takes, whoever knows prime time. I, I, you know, I don't know if you out there in, in in Colorado getting ready to, you know, your your new job. Can you take a break and come down? You know. I, Michael, we already talked about Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman. Um, actually, he's going to be he, he's going to be there anyway in Tampa because he's he's commentating. So I don't know how much he can like go and rah rah them. So that's probably not going to work. But I don't know who, but someone needs to wake this team up and let them know the opportunity they have in front of them. And if you're saying they're professional, shouldn't they know? Yes, they should know. But haven't you ever had something where just somebody else came through and reinforced it or reminded you, tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey? You know, it was it was, uh, it was Muhammad Ali, and I think it was Joe Frazier he was fighting, I believe, and Angelo Dundee said, you're blowing it, kid, if I remember correctly. You're blowing it, kid. You think Ali didn't know? But Angelo Dundee knew he needed something. He needed something. Dallas needs something. Maybe Mike Tyson needs to go talk to him. I don't know if he's a Cowboy fan. You know, I don't know who. But somebody needs to go and wake this team up. On the team, if that person is there, dressed in blue and silver right now, if Micah can do it, if D. Law can do it, if 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 Dak can do it, eh, I I think it needs to be someone other than Dak. Even I know he's a leader, but Dak ain't been playing well enough to now try to route it. You know, he can he can talk to them and own his fuck ups. He can talk to them and own his mistakes. He can do that, but I don't know that he can talk to them and and you know, rally them. I don't know. But someone needs to do that. And I don't know who it is, but I'm going to be following everything. i going to be following as much as I can follow. I don't have much going on other than work this week. Weekend will be football. And then Monday, the whole day will just be hearing about the wild card. And, and here's the good news, Dallas. And all of this hype, in all of this, you get to go into your game on Monday knowing. If you win, who you're going to play. Right now, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are the seventh seed. The New York Giants are the sixth seed. The Giants um, play Minnesota, and Seattle plays San Francisco. If I have this correct, and I believe I do, Philly, who's getting a bye, will play the lowest available seed. So if Seattle wins, they go play Philly. If Seattle loses and the Giants win, the Giants go play Philly. If the Giants and Seattle both lose and Dallas wins, Dallas will go play Philly. I'm almost positive that that's how it works, the advantage of being the number one seed. Don't ask about the AFC because they done went and changed it around and I got nothing for you there. But NFC is going to be status quo, and I believe so. So, you know, Let's see, 49ers are the number two, and the the, the Vikings are number three. Yeah, so if the Giants were to win, because I believe that's a winnable game. I don't believe Seattle can beat um, the 49ers, but, you know, we're going to watch. And uh, I got a good friend of mine, Keith. Hey, man, I'm sorry if you're listening. (laughs) I'm going to be rooting for you, though. But let's just say Seattle loses and the Giants are able to beat. So the Giants, as a sixth seed, Cowboys win. So now the Cowboys would go and play the 49ers, and the Giants would go and play Philly. I don't know which, honestly, (laughs) in that scenario, I don't know which team I want to play, because you got a rookie quarterback who's been playing really, really well. I think he's got nine or ten wins in a row. And then you got the Eagles, and I almost feel like I'd almost rather play the Eagles because I don't know Jalen Hurts' health. Clearly, yesterday, the Eagles didn't play um, their normal style of football. I think they were trying to protect Hurts. So, um, you know, in two weeks, will they be 100%? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But I almost feel like let's play them. <laughs> We've had some success against them this year. Jalen Hurts, before he got hurt, only beat us by nine points. and Only beat our backup, 26-17, earlier in the season. So i almost like, hmm, do I really want to play the 49ers who just look like they're steamrolling on everybody? I don't know. Worry about that next Tuesday if we can get through Tampa Bay Monday night. The last thing I'll say is, am I 100% confident? No. Control this? I'm not naive to what's going on here. We're playing the GOAT in his home stadium, and he's been rolling lately. And he's never lost to the Cowboys. And Dak looks ruffled. That looks, you know, like, like he's, he's not himself. So, no, I don't have a lot of confidence. But what else would you do? You know, if I talk to my friend Keith, who's a Seahawks fan, hey, he's going to say, hey, it's an uphill battle, but I'm confident in my team. We're going to go compete, and I think we can get an upset. That's what you do. You don't make, you know, oh, we're going to kick their butts. No, no, let's be honest. But if you're confident that your team is going to compete, then, hey, stand by your team. And if that means you got to put it out there, you put it, that's what I did on Facebook. I put it out there. Dallas will beat the Bucks. Book it. Ruffled some feathers. I don't care. That's how I feel. I'm sticking by it, but I am concerned. And more than likely, I'll do another show. Not, obviously, we have the, the real show tomorrow. I'll do another show later in the week, give an update on what I've seen coming out of Dallas. Get a sense of If the team – I want to hear the team is angry. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear someone report that, yeah, the team had a team meeting and there there was a lot of honesty and there was a lot of anger. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear that someone got together and they vented. And, hey, call people out. That you got to stop throwing interceptions. What's wrong with you? You know? Whoever needs to be called out. Diggs, you take too many risks, bruh. We need you. You one of the best corners in the league, but man, they double move you and it's over. We don't need that, bro. I want to hear. I want to hear something that makes me feel like this week's preparation is going to be different. That's what it was. Mike McCarthy said something about um, the preparation, and it sounded like he was saying last week's preparation. He said, "Somebody, I hope we have a better week of preparation, huh?" So what you saying? Last week wasn't a good, good preparation because that's what it sounded like he was implying. I hope this week. It's a solid week of preparation, and I hope there's some anger because, guys, we can't keep going on like this. You know, Tom Brady's legacy is intact. He, he loses, and trust me, he don't want to lose. That's, what, that's why he's the GOAT, not just because he got every record under the sun, because this guy, 46 years old, probably going to come back and play next year, and, and his desire to win. I mean, look at like this. The guy was married to a supermodel. He practically, basically picked football over her. Now, I don't know all the details, and I ain't trying to get in the man's business. But pretty much at the end of the day, it boiled down to he retired and came back, and shortly after that, we hear they're getting a divorce. You put the pieces together. That's how, that's how bad this guy wants to win until he's done with football. And he's, for, he's 46 years old. And he's going to come back and play another year. Man, come on. If that's what you're going to see on the side of the field, can y'all match that intensity, please? Because that's what we need. That's all I got for today. Come by and check us out tomorrow night. And I promise you, we will try to discuss the playoffs and uh, Week 18 in the playoffs. And we're going to cover what you haven't heard. That's what we're going to try to do tomorrow night. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I had a good time. And uh, Madden Voice tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you then. Have a great day.